0: Hey team, it's Mon and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? We'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. A quick disclaimer here, guys no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another How's Your Head episode. I'm so excited for the ones that we have been doing at the moment. Uh, it's going to be weird because this is going to come out in. The future. So I'm talking from the past right now, but um, we've done a lot recently on my break. I'm really, really happy. We've got some absolutely awesome How's Your Heads coming up and I'm sure today is going to be no different. So today I have Mitch in the studio with me. We've actually known each other for many, many years. We went to primary school together, which is awesome. I probably haven't seen Mitch in, what were you we saying, like eight years Yeah, or probably about eight years. Yeah, which is just crazy. But you um, gave me a message. You said, I listened to the pod and obviously I know a little bit about you growing up with you and things like that. And I thought, great, come on, come in the studio. Let's have a chat. Really excited that you're here. Thank you so much. Mitch, how's your head?
1: Well, very good intro. As <laughs> Thank you, you. I think everyone said that that's been on so far. <laughs> it's incredible. You seem to be improving every time. And I, oh, it's, not the much my, it's the practice. It's the
0: practice. Exactly. Um,
1: no, my head's sitting in a really good place right now. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about where, different ways I could answer, you know, your first question. And if you had asked me a few years ago, I felt like that my, my day-to-day, everything was all jumbled. And it's okay. like each day I had no idea where, like what I was going to do, what I do when I get home. Um, and I, I feel like that that wasn't a really good routine for me. Um, I feel like recently I've had a few, my routine's really improved. Yeah. Um, so I obviously get up, go to work, and then I have a plan for what I do in my afternoon when I get home. Yeah, nice. And I feel like that that has been really, really important to me to have consistency throughout the whole day and know what's what's coming and be able to follow up with week to week of not focusing on one specific thing um, too much and forgetting about other things that are important, but trying to find a way to fit them all in the week. Um, I feel like that that's been really beneficial for me over probably the last 18 months yeah. and has helped me a lot with Yeah, that's...
0: Yeah, awesome. I love that. And I hop on a lot about routine, both of my HealthCasters episodes and on here, I think it's really, really important too. And you're so right talking about not focusing on one thing, because I'm an absolute sucker for that, where one week I'll be like, all right, now I'm training, so I need to be doing that. But then all of a sudden this goes out the window or something else leaves or I haven't done my marking at school or this, is that. So really great that you're able to time block that. What does that look like for you a, an afternoon now?
1: Well, my afternoon at the moment looks like that I try and get to gym at least three times a week now. Lovely. Um, I have at times become really unrealistic with that and mm-hmm. I was going seven times a week, almost twice a day, yep. trying to slim down and achieving that but then falling into bad habits and not doing it at all because I start all my other hobbies and forget about it. Yeah. So... I'm trying to change the way I think about that and trying to fit in at gym three times a week, um, some drawing uh, three times a week. Um, I love video games and watching movies and stuff yeah. and spending time with my family and then try and find at least one night where I get out to see some friends. Um, I feel like any more than one night, I don't have time for my routine stuff. So I try and just do like one decent night out where I see some mates or do something like that.
0: I think that's really good though, because it's like, okay, you are getting that really good, I guess, probably work-life balance, but then life-life balance as well. Because, I mean, we'll talk about this a bit later on as well, but you've just had a little baby, which is so exciting. But obviously that is then going to be another thing that comes in that you, you know, you've got someone else to spend time with and help with. And, you know, you're going off to work while your partner looks after the bub and then, you come home and it's all this exciting yes. stuff and i'm sure again we'll talk about it from a dad's point of view especially yep. a new dad um yep. but i think that's great being realistic about it and being like you know what i actually can't go to gym seven yes. days a week and i think people do go full throttle yep. like that a lot at the start when they've got a goal again i've definitely done that in the past so i think yeah just just making that time and then getting that really good like you said one day with your mates where you are there, you're able to be present because you're like, no, this is my time. I'm not thinking about the five other things that I've got to do. I'm here. This is my time with them. Probably the same with your partner and your daughter and all of those things as well. Would you say that's...
1: Yeah. Well, I th- as I said, like the balance is really important because yeah. I very easily get stuck on one thing and I could almost say that I get obsessed with something. Yeah. Um. So I went through a period with my drawing where I started to get Um, a fair bit of like TikTok attention on my live streams and stuff. And so I get home every night and I would sit down and do that. And I would do it for three, four hours straight. And I would almost get FOMO of going to bed that because I wanted to fit in all my hobbies before I go to bed and that I wasn't getting a good night's sleep either. And so waking up sluggish the next day and then doing it all again. And I feel like helping out myself with those obsessions and trying to just find blocks for those things. Not really having a strict block, but just being like, okay, tonight I feel like I need to go to the gym. Um, you know, I didn't go yesterday or tonight I'm going to draw because I didn't do that uh, yesterday. And, you know, I, ne- I feel like I need a break. Um, trying to just separate my week and become less obsessed with some of the things I'm trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important if you've got heaps of hobbies, which by the sounds yes. of things yes, you do, I do, your art is absolutely amazing, Thank by you. the way. Can you just plug or your, your TikTok, your Instagram, <laughs> give it a little plug
1: on here. Uh, well, I keep changing the name, but I'm going <laughs> to change it back. So I'm going to put the future plug in, but sure. it's just Kirkmode.art. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, you know, things like that. But, yeah, that was a COVID hobby, actually. Yeah, um, wow. The drawing. Awesome. Um, so I never really picked up a pencil or anything before that. I, I did art in year 12, but I, I didn't have any passion for it and I didn't really give it a proper go. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we all were stuck in houses during COVID and, yeah, I started practising and um, I haven't looked back.
0: That's insane um, that that's only a couple of years because I feel I like I've seen from the, the start to now as well. I mean, you were amazing at the start Thank and you. then, like, obviously the growth over two years. That's yes. insane. Two years? Yeah, about, about, yeah about
1: two years. Yeah. Um, I feel like that every time I do a piece I learn something mm. and it's weird looking back at previous pieces and being like, oh, like uh, – I Definitely would change this, but I actually don't want to change it because that's something I did in the past. And it's actually, it's almost like um, a visual progress tool that I can use. Um, Obviously, you can use progress tools for everything, but you don't get many visual ones. So it's really nice to see like where I was to where I am now. And I feel like that I want to continue like, you know, getting a lot better.
0: Yeah. Well, it's something you can strive for for, and you can create goals around and, you know, how cool is that that now you've got other people, you know, looking in and being able to be like, oh, I can see Mitch's progress throughout that too, which is so fantastic. And that's art, isn't it? Because it's like you never complete it. No, that's right. You've always got something to change and something that's going to improve it in your opinion, like you said, subjective. So, yeah, how great. I think that's Mm. awesome. And I think you're doing a really good job with that. So, well done. Thanks. Obviously, you've got a lot of hobbies. I do. Um, what would you say that you do, maybe even day-to-day, to help your mental health, probably besides the routine side ooh, of things?
1: Oh, removing the hobbies. My day-to-day stuff would be I definitely find that if I eat well, yeah, um, I feel better. I have had times where my eating has been really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like literally going to a fast food place before I even come home from work and then having dinner. Yeah. And that's just way too much food and it makes me feel really tired, sluggish, awful. Yeah. awful. So I feel food is actually a really, really, really important thing for me. Yeah, and absolutely. Because um, f- food is fuel. You mm-hmm. know, I hear you talking about all that all the time. Yeah. And it's really important to, to think about how... How we feel rather than what we want. Mm,
0: yes, um, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, I find that if I can discipline myself for three weeks with a decent diet, that I seem to comfortably be able to stick with it after that. And I find that every time that I feel a little bit down, I do relapse into a bit of a bad eating habits. Yeah. You know, any significant events happen, I seem to start putting on weight because I start having you know, comfort food, I guess. It's an emotional response. It and is. look,
0: how many people do that? I think yes. so, that's that's very, very common. And yep. it's a hard thing to break as well, isn't yes. it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and every time that I've tried to turn around from the bad eating habits and try and fix it, there has been times where I try and fix it too quickly, mm-hmm. um, and it's unrealistic. Yeah, just like going to gym seven times a week, it's it's unrealistic. Yeah, so I think only now I've learned that I can I can do things slowly. Mm-hmm. I don't need to achieve my goals in two months. You Know your goals can go over your whole life, yeah. And so that's something that I'm trying to improve now, yeah. I is think my that's eating, great. um, yeah. and that's really helping my mental health, I think.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely, and I think that's important. Um, you know, we learn, we learn, we probably don't learn, but we should learn yes. about the way that what we eat. Can directly affect how you feel. Yes, of course. And your I feel brain. like it's immediate too. Yeah. Like
1: if you have a really big lunch that is filled with all the things you shouldn't eat in your your day, you immediately feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of access to that stuff at work because yep. I work in a house and there's shops straight down the road. And on my lunch break, I can be sitting there getting all these different foods. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it is hard sometimes as well. And like you 100%. said, if things happen in your life that is absolutely what people turn to and yeah, it it makes Food's it amazing. Well, it is. <laughs> and it is such a thing where we shouldn't be limiting ourselves, but it is really important yes. when it comes to how you feel, yes. how you feel mentally, how you feel about yourself, whether or not that is supporting the other goals that you've got in your life or the direction that you're wanting to go with those other goals. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. And you know what, I think you're probably the first person to go into that much detail about the way diet makes you feel as well uh, which is really important we're always looking for yeah. other stuff you yeah. know and I think that's yeah, yeah really really important at times as
1: well alcohol of course like yeah. you can get comfortable I, like when I draw I like to have a drink while I draw yeah um, and I've completely stopped that now because I've found that you know I draw quite often mm. I don't want to be drinking very often yeah so. if you're
0: drawing every night yeah. that might so be a problem. I have started
1: to strict restrict it to Friday and Saturday nights only yeah um, with alcohol um, because I I just find I I usually only have one or two, um, but I do feel that it makes me feel different. Yeah, of course. And just not as lively. So just trying to reduce some of those habits and it just makes me feel more alive and gives me more energy for my hobbies.
0: Yeah, which is awesome because at the end of the day, those are the things that really bring you joy as well is getting all your hobbies in and doing those things and seeing your friends and spending time with your daughter and your partner. And yeah, I think that's so important. I think that's awesome. And you know what? You sound very, very self-aware in that respect as well. So a lot of people will go through their whole lives not even recognising the things that are maybe causing them to feel not as good, whether that's mentally, physically, whatever. Yeah, you sound like you're on it. I think it's great. And Thanks, I think Mom. there'll probably be other people listening going, oh, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. I want to talk about a time where your resilience may have been tested.
1: I have had my resilience tested a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, back when I was eight, we had a tree fall through my family home. Yeah. Um, that was quite a dramatic moment because we'd moved in two weeks earlier. Wow. Um, so the house was never repaired properly because at the time, insurance was still coming through. So mm-hmm. that was a big problem. It fell through the lounge room. Um, and then in 2018, um, a tree completely destroyed the house.
0: Wow. And where is the... What? So
1: this is in Belgrave.
0: Yeah, great. So anyone Among who's the from trees, the hills, yes. bloody hell, there's in trees falling every two seconds up there, yep. I reckon.
1: So it was yes. during a big... Like windstorm in yep. in like the October time when it always seems to happen, mm. and it fell straight through my bedroom, which destroyed pretty much everything. Were I, you in it? No, oh, no. Um, <laughs> very lucky I wasn't in it. But yeah. it went straight through my bedroom and my parents' bedroom, and the house is on stilts, so the house pretty much collapsed. Just
0: collapsed. Pretty yeah. much,
1: yeah. So wow, um, it was a really, really really tough moment before it happened uh I was actually at work and the wind storm had destroyed things my drive all the way home yeah. and every car was in the driveway so I thought everyone was in there
0: yeah wow. so
1: it was like like I remember like bursting into tears like once I found out no one was in there yeah, like, the relief it was, of that. Yeah, because it, it was it was such a big pine tree that the whole tree had fallen on it yeah, and geez. there was no, like, I had to like call people and, like, luckily everyone answered. Like, if someone hadn't answered, I reckon I would have, like, gone into some form of oh, huge meltdown.
0: Panic, absolutely, so, because, what of course, your first thought is who's in the house, yes, who's injured, yes. is everyone okay? Um, so
1: there's a lot to kind of take in at once. And yeah. Your brain's not really prepared for that sometimes, especially yeah. when you're just coming home from work. Um, but the really resilient side of it was obviously I had to find somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. Um, I was obviously like 19 at the time and obviously living at home with my parents and I all of a sudden was, well, I have none of my belongings anymore. Um, I have a car and I pretty much went out on my own because we were offered this one bedroom thing through our insurance and there was five of us.
0: One bedroom. So
1: that was for That's, three yeah. months that so that was like that. Jeez. And so I said, well, I don't fit here. Yeah. I'm probably the one that can not be here, and you're the oldest of yes. your three
0: brothers as well. Uh, Two, yeah. one my, brother sister wants to and start. Brother, yeah, yep. sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I went out on my own, and I feel like that that was now a really good thing yeah. because I learned a lot of life skills having to be kind of pushed out of home, uh, kind of find my own way, and I was very much like a homebody as well. So there was a lot of res- resilience that came out of me needing to kind of rely on some friends with like a couch and, uh, yeah, it was probably went on for about a year before I, we got a proper rental that was up that, you know, I could move back into with the family for a little while. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just didn't really feel like home anymore. Cause I started to feel really, uh, independent, I guess.
0: Yeah. Wow. What a story.
1: Yeah. It was a lot to take in Jeez. at the time, but I feel like it, it taught me a lot. Yeah. Um, like it's almost like something almost good that has happened now because it is so much growth out of it
0: yeah which i think is i guess a silver lining of a a really hard situation you gotta try and find one you do you always do don't you i guess otherwise it's that you know if you don't laugh you'll cry sort of thing you've got to find something um well i'm just glad that everyone was okay and that no one was hurt and that you weren't in your room and you you know you were at work at the time or whatever else because i guess we hear it all too often out this way of trees falling on cars or houses or whatever else and it it's not always,
1: um, yep. you know, the, the case hills. that everyone's
0: out. It's the hills. Mm. It's the the uh, the price we pay for living yep. somewhere so beautiful, yep. I guess, and yep. so full of nature and trees and everything. Yeah. Um, but wow, I can't you you so you were essentially couch surfing for a year, pretty ER, much. That, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I ended up um, finding a. Um, I, I met a really good friend at TAFE. I was at TAFE at the time. Yeah. And uh, I kind of just started staying at his house here and there, and then all of a sudden, kind of started living with him, but not really officially. Um, so I, I kind of got used to not really having any of my belongings everywhere I went because I didn't have any. Yeah, um, it was wow. just me, my car, and. I, I did manage to save my PlayStation. So that was, oh, that wow, was, that's yeah, good. that was, that's all I had.
0: Um, <laughs> that's great. At yeah, least the PlayStation yeah, so lived it for That sure. was pretty much
1: all I had. Um, yeah. So, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, uh, the materialistic stuff isn't all that important. It's, you know, we're all alive and yeah. healthy and, that's all that really
0: mattered well, to yeah, me. yeah, I guess your first thought, like you said, when you got there wasn't, oh, my God, where's my T-shirts and my, I literally didn't my care shoes, about it's anything. where's my family yeah, and where yeah. are the people that I love and, well, yeah. you know, what's everyone doing? Yeah, the actual is, house yeah. issue
1: did not become a problem to me yeah. until after I – make sure that everyone's okay yeah I think you really realize how much health is important and yeah yeah
0: and the people around you being safe and you being safe as well we take it for granted sometimes yeah absolutely yeah you know what I I mean I'm so sorry that happened I'm glad that you were able to kind of come out of it in a way that you view it as almost like a lesson now I guess Mm. and something that you were able to to learn from and to to push yourself a bit a lot out of your comfort zone yeah. and, and to get to a point. Did you end up moving back in with your parents?
1: I didn't. Um, after a few years, I, um, got the okay to move into my parents-in-law's house. Um, yeah, lovely. so yeah. that was really good. They had a really good setup for us. And yeah, from there, we started saving for our own home and yeah, yeah we've been living in our own place for three years now. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Oh, you know what? I love that. I mean, it's worked out.
1: Yeah, it's it has. worked
0: out in the end, which I guess, it you know, has. at the time it would have been, just, I can't imagine how, how oh, hard so <laughs> that would have been um, and just how maybe displaced you would have felt being like, where's, where's home now, you know, but, and you've, you've been able to create that for yourself, which yeah. I think is, is so important and so lovely. And again, we'll talk about that soon. Yes. I want to know what you're grateful for. Just in general, I haven't ever asked that question point blank on this podcast, but what are you grateful yeah, for?
1: Yeah, well, gratefuls are really, it's, it's good because it's a broad question. Um, there are so many different things you can be grateful for. And I would like to actually, it sounds a little bit cliche, but I think I would like to say that I'm grateful for my wife. But the reasons behind it is why I want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so my wife works with special needs children. As a job. Yeah. Um, So she's a teacher for uh, seniors, juniors, done all that. Uh, She's done some charity work as well. I feel like a lot of the – and where I'm getting at with this is a lot of the morals that she stood for and a lot of the the progress that she's made in the time I've known her – has really inspired me to try and keep up with her in that regard. Um, yeah. So I work with children myself now. I have done uh, charity events with children as well that have special needs or or severe illnesses, whatnot, and watching her grow and develop and how much she's achieved in so many different areas, it's really pushed me to kind of try and match her. Yeah. So I feel like I've been really grateful to witness, I mm-hmm. suppose, what she's done over the years. And I feel like that my current level of maturity and what I stand for and my morals have really been directed into, you know, witnessing what she's done. Yeah, I think that's so. really
0: beautiful. I think that's lovely. And obviously, you know, anyone listening will know it takes a special kind of person or an empathetic kind of person and an understanding kind of person to work in the field that she works in. Yes. Because obviously you can't, you can't do that job without having, like you said, those really strong morals and, yes. and that empathy and that understanding. And yeah. I think she's. You have like to be passionate ad-
1: for something. Absolutely. And that's what she's taught me is to, you know, things that you're passionate for, give it your 100%. Yeah. Um, and she also helps me with a lot of my organisational problems yep. that I'm very <laughs> grateful for. Um, yeah. I'm hopeless in the mornings, hopeless, you know, going to bed. Um, I lose my keys every single oh, day. so do I. Literally I every, every single that. day. I actually currently have spare keys in my pocket because my yep. keys have been missing for three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I often say, where's this certain T-shirt? You know, do you know where it is? And she's always got the answer. And if she doesn't, she gives me the lecture on why I should know where it is. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is fair. So fair. Oh, that's great. Yep. That's wonderful. And it sounds like you guys have a really great relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like answer. that we kind of complement each other. Yeah. Um, which
0: you're a good team. Yes. You would yes. Say, that's right? what's important. Like, and that yes. is so important in a relationship. You're yes. a team. You do things together. You work together. You balance each other out. How great. Yeah. I love that. Um, so we obviously, as we've talked about, I've known you for ages. I mean, through primary Since we school, were five. Yeah, probably. Well, I guess so. Yeah, because mm. what you start primary school, you're you're about five yep. years old. Yep. that's insane. And we were
1: friends, like quite good friends, like pretty much from yeah prep. Prep to see. Yeah. I think
0: we're always in the same classes mm, and stuff. Much, hey? We yeah. had our our friendship group, which yep. is lovely, right? Yep. And obviously, as you grow up. You know, people go different ways, and it's really like we said, really
1: cute looking back. Actually, I know. Oh, maybe I'll
0: find a little photo of us, and I'll, I'll put it up when I <laughs> when I put this episode out. I think that'd be cute. You have had to comfort someone very close to you through quite a big health struggle. Yes, I want you to talk to me a little bit about that, and you know how that impacted maybe just your outlook on life and mm. your mental health in general as well.
1: Yeah, I so I got a call from my sister probably at the very beginning of COVID. My sister doesn't really call me very often; she more just texts me. Text, if, yeah. and, and but so when she called me, it was a bit of like, "Oh, something must be wrong." Mm-hmm. And so I answered the call, and she told me that that my mum had been fainting randomly and falling over, and uh, suffered from migraines for the last couple of years, but obviously not bad enough that we realised something was really really wrong um so when she called me they found out that she had a tumor in her brain Mm. on her brain and the size of it was so big that it didn't fit on the scale chart wow um so they have like a chart that's like small medium large extra large and hers wasn't on it so they had to call in like a specialist for immediate surgery basically yeah um so the likelihood that we were going to lose mum was from not knowing there was anything wrong with her to it was a little bit like the tree falling it was so sudden like it just happened and mm-hmm. so it was a lot to take in and i it was a it was a really really difficult moment sitting in that car and hearing that and you really just want to be there to to go see her yeah and there was that time leading up to the surgery where you didn't know if it was the last days that so you were going to you know, yeah. be with her. Yeah. So,
0: so that was, was kind really, of how the surgery what, was. It? Yeah, it
1: was just a few days because there was things that they were checking that she wasn't allergic to. They had yeah. to wait for a certain specialist yeah. um, because it was a very, very serious surgery. Mm, um, so everything had to align and they had to make sure they got it right. Otherwise, she the, the likelihood of her survival was quite low. Yeah. So wow. um, there was – it was – really difficult to go in to see her because you could see how scared she was and it was really important that you kept that positivity. But I personally wasn't very good at keeping that positivity in front of her. Um, I often, if I feel anxious, talk a lot. But when I feel scared, I don't talk at all. Mm. And my brother is a very shy person. And luckily he was able to find voice when I couldn't when we're talking to her. Yeah. Um, so post-surgery, obviously, it's it's a really confronting thing seeing your mother. You know, her head is a, like literally the size of a balloon because it's so swollen. Um, there's bandages literally all over her face except for her mouth where there's tubes going in and she's in ICU for a really long time and you're going in there and sitting with her and she can't talk or see or hear but you just want to talk to her and I found it really difficult to find something to talk about yeah. Um and it was real but it was really important obviously to make those visits. I was trying to go every second day and it was a lot to try and find a conversation. So what I started doing was I started to bring in my drawings. Yeah. Um because I'd just started drawing and mum my mum loves art also. Mm. And not that she could see but I would just explain what I what I've done what because I just found something to talk about because You don't know what to ask someone that one can't respond and two, you know, what they're thinking and where their mental state must be in that, that moment. And then it was a two year journey after that of, uh, it was six months of her not being able to see. Wow. Yeah, it was, There was a lot. Uh, she couldn't walk for almost a year. And one of the first times I saw her walk with unassisted was at my wedding, um, which I completely burst into tears. I bet. <laughs> I know. It was a lot. Um, wow. I promised myself I wouldn't cry today. I to so I
0: think
1: I'm <laughs> <going>. <laughs> So yeah, it was at my wedding that she walked for the, you know, unassisted without a walker for the first time. And yeah. she got up and she did a little speech about how important it was to be able to make that day. Um, and it was just over a year post-surgery. Uh, so mum's currently still obviously recovering. It's two and a bit years since. And there's just so much that day-to-day stuff and I still feel a little uncomfortable talking to her yeah. because I see it from what it was and so she calls me quite often and I struggle to get words out. I'm very, it's almost like a teenager talking to their mum. Like I just really struggled to talk to my mum yeah. because of how much it impacted me and how much I still see that kind of, that recovery still in process yeah, and also having that little bit of just knowing that mum will never be the same and that's okay, but it does obviously impact you. So
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. Gosh, I, you have lived a life, haven't you?
1: <laughs> just a few major things in a few years. Hey, hey? but Um, You know, everyone gets dealt different hands and everyone has things that they need to overcome. You know, obviously some can, everyone's impacted differently by things that they uh, uh, face. Um, I personally have actually been quite proud with where I am now uh, to some of the major events I've had. I think a lot of that, you know, I'm grateful for my partner. Um, As I said, I'm grateful for, you know, my family and grateful for the support network around me. Yeah. So,
0: I was going to talk about that. How was the support while you were going through that? I really thing?
1: struggled to open up about it. Yeah. To, um, so, if I. Uh, just everyday mental health things I will talk to any friend that doesn't bother me. I feel no shame in talking about my mental state or anything like just that. Right? Yeah, very important, but talking about my mum, it was almost like that it was such sad stuff that's currently happening that I felt maybe like that it was going to impact other people's mental health by
0: yeah,
1: by talking to them about it and I also was just so in a little shell about it as well, that I didn't even know what to say um, or what to talk about. And, you know, if a friend asked, you know, what's, how is she going? I didn't even really know how to answer that. Mm. because uh, you can see physically how she's going and it's not well. Yeah. And so you just try and look at the positive little parts and say she is improving. So yeah. I did have really good, a really good network around me that did support me, but I personally struggled to talk
0: about it. Yeah, which I think is so understandable as mm. well. I mean, how are you supposed to know how to deal with that kind of thing? You, yeah. you don't. And like you said, unfortunately, that's life sometimes That's life, and yes. everyone has dealt something different and I, I just hope that she's doing all right now, yes. better. How um, is she, she now? She actually
1: does art therapy now. <gasps> wow! Um, so she had her first lesson last week So yeah. um, and she's had one of her artworks put up on their like mental health page, oh, which wonderful. is really beautiful. So it's those little wins that I really celebrate now. Yeah. It's, it's really special to see each milestone now. It's almost... It's almost like that she's learning how to do life again yeah um so those are those are the things that i hold on to now absolutely is, is and those sure, milestones i'm
0: sure you're so proud of her and i'm yeah. sure she's very proud of you as well and the way that you were able to deal with that situation too and i'm sure she's very very proud of her granddaughter Yes. Was she a nana or a grandma? She's a nan. She's a nan. Yep. Lovely. Yeah,
1: I would like to mention it also my brother was the one, Aaron. Yes. Um, you know little Aaron? Yep. Aaron's a very, very shy boy, but he was the one that actually helped mum every day. Yeah. Like took on a full carer role, role. Yeah. Um, helped her with everyday tasks that she couldn't do. And he did that for over a year. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to Keep plug that in. Give him a shout yeah. out.
0: Gosh, I envision... Iron in my head. Yeah, like, he's like this little six-year-old. He year old turned
1: twenty-one kid. yesterday. Wow!
0: Well, oh, well, happy birthday! <laughs> How to you. about that? Jeez, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. We're oh, all well, growing up. Yeah, I'm glad that that she lived
1: through yes. that, and that
0: you know you you've got her in your life now, and you're able to to have further shared memories together, yes. and and your daughter's able to be a part of. Yes. she's able to be a part of your daughter's life, and and that's something that that you were able to to get through and. And I know, like you said, it's it's a continuous thing, and it's gonna it's gonna keep, you know, being something that you're gonna have challenges to go through that you challenges. Face,
1: but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all a part of life. Yeah. So, yeah. gosh,
0: talk about resilience. I don't think I'm <laughs> ever gonna have an answer like that again. <laughs> it was amazing, and just like that, she was able to get up and walk at your wedding. I, just, I know. I know. I am, I, if if I was, anyone else got emotional, please tell me because I, I was just bloody I know, holding back tears over. Here. <laughs> I know. I
1: um. I was waiting for my wife to obviously walk down the aisle, and my mum just kind of came out around the corner. And I was—I ex- knew I was going to cry when Christy walked down the aisle. Yeah. So I was already kind of. Building on the up. edge, And then, yep. and then, mum, and I lost it. Like oh, I, I and I wasn't the same for the next like two hours. Yep. like I just was <laughs> yeah. in an absolute ball of emotions. Yeah, <laughs> I bet.
0: I do not blame you. Yeah. How amazing! So wow, and you know, resilience on your part. I'm sure your entire family's part, and you know, most of all, your your mum's part. I think mm. huge, huge. Let's talk about dad life. Yes. Right. So you've just become a dad. How yes. is that going? How has that changed? Well, Things. it's
1: amazing how, I don't know if, I feel like a lot of people would say it this way in the sense of the moment that your your life changes, such as having a child, yeah. you don't really remember anything previous to that on how your life used to operate. Yeah, wow. um, so if, if I have a friend that says, do you want to go out and do this? My immediate thought is, okay, well, I need to work out what I'm doing with bubs or whatnot. Um, so it's actually like a really good routine kind of. Yeah add to my 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 day because that's a non-negotiable obviously is to be yeah. a dad. <laughs> you, um, can't, uh, you can't you just, can't just
0: go back in time, can no, no, you? No, <laughs> you can't go back
1: in time. So, you know, you got to work around that. That's yeah. actually your the one thing that you, you you just I'm so excited to see her every night, um, yeah. like coming home from work and um you know seeing her little milestones, you know, popping up and you know she started to giggle the other day, which oh, is just exciting. like melts your heart. Yeah. Um so I I feel like that the, the Adapting to being a dad has been really smooth because I was I was really excited to be a dad. Yeah. And because I felt like I was ready, I guess. Yeah, so, that's yeah. That's great because I, I think a lot of people are
0: like, "Are you ever ready?" But yeah, that's wonderful. No, I feel that I you're like able you're never actually <laughs>
1: ready, but but yeah, no, I'm enjoying the challenges that it it brings and she's yeah. an awesome sleeper, which yes. which makes <laughs> life amazing. so much easier. Having said that, when I fall asleep, nothing will wake me up. Yeah, so okay. I wouldn't even know if she woke up. That's, that's Christy's <laughs> job. So I, I'm you hopeless. You are dead to the world. Yes, dead to the world until, your world eyes until are shut. I wake up. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, we touched on your job a couple of times, but you are a nanny. Yes. Right, which is, uh, this is so random, but yes. do, have you ever watched Friends? I have. So there's a part in that where Ross and Rachel <laughs> such I don't, are trying to find a nanny and then they yep. get a male nanny and Ross okay. is like all... He's like all weird about it. Yep. Obviously, like it's the 90s as well, yep, but yep. and everyone else loves him. Yep. He's like this wonderful person. They talk about all this stuff of, oh my God, who would be a male nanny? Like, what do you mean? Which is so obviously just silly. It's satire, of course. How do you go having a job that, you know, do people ever go a nanny?
1: I, when I first started as a nanny, I was hesitant to use the word nanny yeah. um, because it's obviously more seen as a female term. I guess it's like um, nurse or like yes, some things yes. are just and that's how I Nurse was actually the way I saw it. You know, you yeah. can have male nurses. I shouldn't be embarrassed to use the word nanny. No way. Um, and I kind of just have embraced it. Yeah. Um, so I used to get a little hesitant when I first started saying that word because, yeah. you know, just the way I was and but no I've I've really grown into just really embracing the job that I have and yeah leading up to this job I actually worked with children previously in early childhood yeah and I did face a fair bit of male discrimination in that which really? obviously does happen yeah um in for everyone in different areas so it's not like it's you know, I'm the only one discriminated against. But I did receive comments like, uh, you know, meeting someone for the first time being like, oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with you looking after my children or, um, you know, um, have you got a boyfriend or a husband? Wow, um, so as I, if
0: they have a right to know yes, about your sexuality. Yeah, yes, that's yes, a little like bit.
1: assuming, um, you know, uh, yeah, my sexuality and well, whatnot. Well, you must be gay if you're yes, working yes. Into, like, as if, yeah. Um, That's a bit silly, isn't it? So I kind of, you know, had a few of those things and yeah. to begin with, it kind of, uh, I didn't know how to feel about it, receiving those comments, but I realised that I shouldn't, It shouldn't bother me. I enjoy my job. Yeah. And so, yeah, for the last two years I've privately worked with a family and so I work with a... He was 11 months when I started, so he was a little baby and now he's almost three and the other one's... He's grown up. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, So that's, you know, been... Um, amazing for my confidence actually Uh, you have to be quite silly around children quite often yeah Um, so I did children's entertaining for a few years which I was obviously like an adult that walked into a room with (laughs) heaps of other adults standing around yeah and I had to dance and do really silly things in front of kids yeah and I that's been huge for my confidence um so now I can turn up to a dance floor anywhere I want (laughs) be the first one on the dance floor and don't care what anyone thinks dance as much as I want and don't even care and I I feel a lot of that all this confidence has come from my job um so I think it's really important to kind of grab different skills that you know from things you do in your day and yeah, from my my job, I've I've built a lot of confidence, and that's been really important because I suffered a lot with anxiety through my teenage years. Yeah. Um, touching on uh Peyton's how's your head? Yeah. Uh, she spoke about how she would walk into a room and she felt like that everyone would look at her, and and I really felt that through my teenage years, like that everyone was looking at me. Am I welcome here? should I leave yeah and I feel like that my job has been a really really positive thing in in that and I don't really feel that way anymore yeah um, and if someone does not want me there that doesn't actually bother me anymore yeah. so yeah my job's been really good for my Mental health. Right? I so, love
0: that. I think yeah. that's fantastic, and I'm so glad that you stuck with it even yeah. after people kind of made well, those comments and whatever else. Like, obviously, you've got a passion for that for helping. Yes. Kids. And, yes, I love you working know. with children. And
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I feel there's a lot of reward in you know obviously you work with children yourself yeah. and that yeah there's a there's a lot of reward with helping others you know grow and develop and I feel I've you know bumped into a lot of life skills that I can help guide people and. Obviously nobody's perfect but I can I feel like I can be a positive influence in those yeah. in those areas. Um the 8-year-old that I look after he has some moments where he struggles at school with his anxiety yeah. and so I often, you know, we get home we we turn on the music and have a big dance party and yeah. don't oh worry my, about how anything, is you that? know. So That's so yeah.
0: nice. That's so nice to have, you know, they're very lucky to have such a good role model in their life, I'm sure. And how I love that talking about You know, not caring because you do just have to be silly with kids. You actually can't. You can't care, and I feel the same thing as a teacher. Like, if you want kids to be enthusiastic about something, you also have to. You have to be ten times more enthusiastic than they are about it, right? Because they're going to feed off your energy. They feed off your energy, and you can't care about looking silly. You have to. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, you have to. It's great just to let it go and be like, who cares? At the end of the day, who cares?
1: I yeah, because I I can go to places now. There was a couple of weekends ago that I you know I went out to. You know, they had live music and they were playing really slow, slow, non-dancing music. But I'm like, you know, I feel like dancing. Mm. And I got up and I started dancing. And I hadn't even had anything to drink. And it just (laughs) doesn't bother me. Like I just – I enjoy – you know, just being who I am now. And I always thought it was a bit of a cliche of like finding who you are. Mm. And, but now I realize that that's, it's not a cliche because I've learned a lot about myself in the last couple of years. And I've really changed from probably the person you knew through, you know, from when I was five through to sort of 18. Yeah, Um, I'm a very different person now. Yeah, It's
0: I love that. I'm really yeah. happy for you. I think that's Thank bloody you. fantastic. And to really, you know, go through the things that you've gone through and come out the other end to sit here and be like, you know what? I built a life for myself. I've gotten through some things that some people will never experience in their lives, you know, and, and never have to deal with. And you've now got, you know, your beautiful partner and your beautiful daughter and your your art and your hobbies and I know you yes. were talking about you play pool. Yes, yeah, so I, <laughs> I just love
1: everything. Like I find if I ever am sitting there on my phone not doing anything, I usually do it for about five minutes where I go, what am I doing? Let's yep. get up and do – I have so many hobbies, let's go do them.
0: Yeah, and I that's like me. so many things. Yep. Let's get up and yep. do the things that I like instead of staring yep. at my screen. I need to bloody take note of that a little <laughs> bit more, I think, for sure. Yes. All right, final question. Tell me a song or songs that would get you up and about again when you're feeling down.
1: So I have probably two. Great. Um, so Uptown Funk.
0: Oh, a absolute banger! That's um, a good dance for. Yes, song as well, yes. Isn't I feel it?
1: like that. That's the song. If I don't feel like dancing, yeah. And like I'm just kind of sitting there and you know watching others dance, whatever, and just chilling. If that song comes on, I feel like dancing. Yeah, changes I'll your mood. be up and. <laughs> I'll I'll try and overtake the dance floor, basically. Yep. Love that. Um, and then my other song would be "Don't You Forget About Me" by Simple Minds. Um, so that was the song that was on the Breakfast Club. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. So the reason I chose that song was one, I liked the song, and yep. two, I feel like I was born to kind of grow up in the eighties. Like okay, i so, born the, in the wrong era. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Like yep. that because like all my all the music I like is like from the eighties. Like I like like you know all that. 80s rock and all yeah. that and I love the way they dress and the confidence they have like um from what you see in the movies mm. and just whenever I hear that song I, it's like I don't know just like makes me happy makes I you guess, happy so.
0: I love that and you know yeah. what that's as simple reason as we need for yep. for the playlist yep. I like the song because it makes me happy yes. I love it Mitch thank you so much I know you travel quite a quite a while away to come in here and chat to me today I feel very very grateful that you have come on and shared your story with me and with all the listeners I think I just yeah I am in absolute awe of, of the way that you hold yourself and the way that you have gotten through things and and how well you're doing and and everything I think it's absolutely wonderful um you're just a good egg I think Thanks, you're Mom. a good egg thank you thank you so much
1: Before you now you can cut this out if you want, obviously. (laughs) I know your editing skills are amazing. Uh, Amazing. But I feel like that someone like you that sits here and helps you run a podcast. Yes. I feel like you help a lot of people with who listens. (laughs) Um, I think it's important for for just for once someone to for I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people here to stop and actually thank you for what you're doing for everyone. So I actually got you something.
0: No, you didn't. I did. What did you get me? I got me? you something. Why did you get me something? So what I'm going to pass it you? over to you. Oh, oh my God. So oh, there my you
1: go. Oh, my
0: goodness. Oh, my
1: goodness. Now, is... you, work, you work really hard on this podcast, and I feel it's time for for us to give back to you.
0: Oh, my God. This is <laughs> the nicest thing ever. What is this? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm going the wrong
1: way. I'm glad you opened it the wrong way. It adds the suspense. <gasps> oh. Yeah, so yeah, I spent the last couple of days. Um, I'll just I, show the camera over here. <laughs> this is amazing. So yeah, look, you, you put a lot of effort in your podcasts. Oh, and so, so I thought I'd spend some time and put something together for oh you. Oh my
0: God. Thank you. That is incredible. So, yeah. Oh, oh this is so nice. I so that's actually me.
1: from one of your How's like, Your Head that's, Yes, I That's actually, it. Yep. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I usually wait till the end of this. Why not cutting this out? Give me a hug. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. This is the nicest thing ever. Oh, and you know what? The reason that I get to do this is because people like you come on and share things with me. It would be very boring if I just sat here by myself talking to myself all the time. So... Thank you for saying thank you to me, but I couldn't do it without people <laughs> listening and people coming in and taking the time out of their day to come in and do this with me. So I'm saying thank you again right back at no, you. Th- that's and right. And thank you for that. That's So you. beautiful. I can't. No, I, I think you're
1: you're you're doing something great for a lot of people. You're probably some of the things that you share might be helping people in ways that you don't realise. Yeah. And I think that you need to be acknowledged for that. So
0: thanks, Mitch. No worries. Bloody hell. I, yeah, I appreciate that that's so right. much. Thank you. Anytime. Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the Health Classes You Missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the Health Classes You Missed on Instagram or THCYM and How's Your Head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now, so make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks guys. See you later.